You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. I'm Angie, and I'm your host for today. I got in the studio with me, Mark Bird from Revive Ohio. Hello again. Hey, Ange. Well, it's good to be back together again, and we're talking about the summer of hope. As the summer unfolds, things change all the time. People are recovering the best they can from all the things that are going on and still dealing with whatever it is in our world that's an outcome of what we experienced through the spring. So we wanted to be able to bring you hope, and we want to be able to talk about the different things that tie into hope. We've covered a lot of really fantastic topics, but today is not one of those ones that is common. We're talking about perseverance. So perseverance, how does that tie into hope? If you're persevering, that means you're going through something negative, right? Yes, and probably painful. Yes. Who wants to sign up for that, Angie? Well, no. I mean, I think that a lot of people just experienced that or may still be experiencing that. Right. So how can we talk hope in the midst of perseverance? Well, and of course, my favorite go-to answer is let's go to the scriptures. It should be, right? Because we have to. That's if we're the basing answer. our life on it. <laughs> yeah. And so this is actually, I think, answers it perfectly, to be honest with you, Angie. This is out of Romans chapter 5. And starting with verse 1, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. There's that word hope. And not only, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produce perseverance. Here we go. There's that word. And again, who wants to sign up for a tribulation? Nope, don't want to do Not it. me. But really what God's trying to work out in us is perseverance and perseverance, character. And character, here we are, hope. Verse 5, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So that's a mouthful there, Angie, but if we start to pick that apart a little bit, we just look at this, like we see that word hope again, and we know this, it says in verse 3, we glory in tribulations. Now, how do you glory in How a tribulation? How do you glory in a tribulation, right? <laughs> like, I, I'll be honest, I don't celebrate my tribulations, I Angie. cry. I don't know how exactly. to glory. Yeah, it produces sorrow in my world, Yeah, right? downcast soul. I mean, David talks about it in the Psalms all the time. Yeah, it says knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. So should we pursue perseverance? Like, you said it's not a common word. But should we pursue that? It looks like the glory in tribulations is what produces perseverance. Yes, it does. Back to how do you glory in tribulation? Mark, yeah. that's the answer. Well, that's, we want to know. You have to answer, answer that. <laughs> it, go to the Word. And verse 4, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. That part I understand. Yeah, that's easy. You grow where it's tough. And the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Given to us what? What are the fruits of the Spirit? The Holy Spirit was given to our hearts to help us persevere through tribulations. Okay. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. 
I'm with you. The Holy Spirit was given to us to help us. Jesus said in John 16, I will send you another helper. Yes. Right. He will help us so that when we're going through tribulations, we can persevere. If we what? Hold on. Hold on. What does perseverance look like? You ever think about that? What does perseverance actually look like? Means that every day you make a conscious effort to keep going forward. That's it. Holding on, right? Not shrinking back, but holding on. If you look at the caption in the footprints photo, it's those times where God was actually carrying us. Yes. That's a great picture of perseverance to me because I'm persevering like I'm exhausted. I couldn't go another step. But because the Holy Spirit is with us and working with us and God is literally carrying us. But nevertheless, I'm persevering. I'm holding on. I'm staying on the journey. I'm staying on the path that God has laid out to me. I'm persevering. But here's the thing. I'm still stuck on glory. So Mm. we have to back up. Okay. I know what glory is when it's a noun, the glory of the Lord. I understand that. But how do you do an action of glory? I actually had to look it up. Okay. What does glory mean as a verb? Take great pride or pleasure in. Mm. Now, if that is the definition of how to glory in something, what he's saying is he wants us to take pride in tribulation. Yep. He wants us to have pleasure in tribulation. How do you do that? Well, I honestly believe that Jesus modeled that for us. Okay. I believe that he gloried in his tribulation, which, if you think about it, as the cross. The cross was not a tribulation. It totally was a tribulation. It was a trial. It was punishment for our sins. And yet, what did he hold on to that kept him going to the cross, even when his physical body couldn't even endure and he fell down on the way to Golgotha? Yeah. How did he persevere in the midst of that trial? How did he glory? He knew that there was a plan that God had. That's it. And even though he may not have known everything about that plan, I don't know what he knew and what he didn't know. I mean, he was God, but was that before the cross or after that that fulfillment came in? I don't know. But he still, he knew what his purpose was. He knew he had to do this thing. He had to fulfill scriptures. Yeah, and I'm thinking about when he said, listen, he told his disciples, I'm getting ready to die. And on the third day, I'm going to be brought back to life. So he didn't and, know. And so what did Peter say? Oh, no, that's not going to happen to you, Lord. And then what did, oh, how yeah. did he respond? He, got, he was rebuked by he Jesus. Was, Get thee behind me, Satan. But here's the thing. He was trying to stand against the will of God for mm. Jesus at that point, unknowingly. But the point is, is that how do you persevere? How do you glory in your tribulation? Because you know what the Lord has called you to do. He has laid out the path, even through this tribulation, that you have to take. So we can, in the midst of a trial or a tribulation, we can make an effort to praise God. Yes. Even if we don't feel it, we can praise God through tribulation. That's going to help us to have the strength to persevere. I agree, Angie, and I think you make a conscious effort to do that. I think that's how you persevere in many cases, like you praise God anyway in all things through prayer and supplication, make your requests known unto God. And a lot of times we're going to cry out to God in the midst of our tribulation, right? So let's move over to 2 Peter chapter 1, 
And I think this will uh, open this up a little bit, open up our understanding through this. And this is starting in verse 3. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And here we go, verse 5, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's the progression of things that we're holding on to. God is growing us. It is the steps, the progressive steps that God is taking us through. And I think what Peter's admonishing us to do here is hold on. Hold on through these processes. Hold on through these steps. Hold on. It is God working things out in you so that we can become partakers of the divine nature. And I think that's exactly what Jesus displayed for us is he held on. He persevered who for the joy of the cross, Hebrews 12 says, he endured that cross because he was partaking of his divine nature. That's what he was doing. As he was partaking of the divine nature, he was persevering. And I think it goes hand in hand. So let's talk about, okay, we, we've been doing a lot of soul searching, a lot of how do we persevere? Because we're all doing, we're all going through something. But what about how can we use this and talk to people around us who are also going through it? that may not understand? How can we use this to help bring people to the saving Christ? Well, I think one thing is very true, Angie, because when we are going through these things, I know many of you probably have never done this, but me, I find myself talking about it, talking about what I'm going through. And what it is, it's me talking from a place of fear or mistrust or not understanding or confusion even, like, and I'm talking about those things. One thing that we can do to start as a brother or sister in the Lord, Angie, is to begin to remind the other person of what's real, what's true, whatsoever things yes. are true, whatsoever things are real, whatsoever things are trustworthy, right? Focus All on those, those things. Start talking about those things yes. to encourage the other person to persevere. I think that's how it starts, Angie, because you're going along and you're you're fighting, you're resisting the temptation, the trial, the tribulation, but then all of a sudden it starts to break down. What starts to break down? Your faith, your trust, your hope. And what happens is we just need to steer one another back to trust, back to hope, back to perseverance. And honestly, I think when we focus on other people and helping other people to get through that builds our faith as well. I totally agree with that, Angie. I love the old hymn, Turn Your Eyes to Jesus, because when you do, the things of this earth will grow strangely dim, like they will lessen their effect. They will not be as illuminated, if you will, as the things of the earth. Mm, amen. 
So as we carry on then, Angie, one other practical thing I'm thinking about is out of Ephesians 6, and verse 18 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And so my practical answer to this is exactly what Paul's exhorting us to, pray. How do you persevere? Well, here Paul's saying this is how he's persevering. He's praying with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and he's watchful to the end of perseverance. So in order to persevere, he's praying, and he's exhorting us to pray, not only, I love this, in supplication for all the saints. And that's what you're talking about, Angie. You're talking about when you begin to help others persevere, praying for the other saints, you get the focus off of yourself. And it really helps us persevere. Absolutely. And the thing is that it's not a one and done prayer. Mm. You can't pray one time and expect that to hold on. The kind of perseverance prayer that you need to do is all the time, consistently. Like Jesus said, knock on the door and it will be open to you, right? You have to keep on knocking. That's just, in my book, warfare. When you're praying like that, you're praying against whatever's coming against you. And you just got to keep on praying and praying and praying. And that is the kind of prayer that we should be doing in order to help us to persevere. Yeah, and this is the same Paul that told those in Thessalonia that they should pray without ceasing. Exactly. It's the same exact thing that you're talking about, Angie. And perseverance, the people in the early church, they knew what perseverance was because they were up against terrible persecution. Right. And they needed this exact encouragement. I think what we're facing right now is bad, but it's not what they had to face. Yeah, it's a glimpse compared to what they suffered. So they know from experience, and this is written from a place of real knowledge of what people have to persevere through. And Paul himself, did he not have to persevere many, many things? He was shipwrecked. He was beaten. He was thrown into prison. All of the things that he wrote about. So he, of anybody, understood perseverance. Yes, absolutely. And Paul said the way that he persevered, he's writing here to the Ephesians, the way that he persevered is through prayer in the Spirit. Ah, there you go. That's the answer. Well, there you go, friends. I hope that's an encouragement to you. We're doing our Summer of Hope. Today we're talking about perseverance. We're not done yet, though, because we have a friend who has really gone through some stuff and had to persevere. So can't wait to share with you this testimony. With me today is a a relatively new friend of mine, but one that has knit my heart with her through the Holy Spirit, Pastor Lois Moranville, and welcome to the show today. Thank you. Glad to be a part of it. This is exciting because when we met, we were getting ready to kick off Revive Ohio in a particular county that you were just transferred to. Could you share a little bit about that and how you kind of met us and just uh, kind of set the stage for us? I actually arrived in Tiffin, Ohio on, I believe it was the week before Revive started, but all my belongings arrived the week of Revive on a Monday. And so I was in the midst of finding my way around a community and people meeting people I had no connection with at all yet, and also trying to unpack a house and set up housekeeping and an office. And so 
I was kind of overwhelmed to say the least, but yet anxious to get going and really meet people in our community. And so it was a wonderful experience for me to be able to meet new people and to also make connections with the revived team that have become very dear friends. And uh, I know if I have any needs, uh, I can always call someone or message someone on the team and they will pray for me right then. And so um, that has been a real comfort. Yeah, praise the Lord. And from our perspective, Lois, it's been a blessing. You hit the ground running with us, and you haven't looked back at all. You know, it reminds me of the scripture in Luke where he said, put your hands to the plow and, and don't look back. And so that's what uh, our experience has been with you on this journey. So today, Pastor Lois has joined us, and what's exciting is we have this series going on called The Summer of Hope, literally. And today, we're going to focus and hone in on perseverance. And of course, we know that with the trials and the tribulations that come before us, and especially in this season that we're all experiencing together, perseverance is something that we have to learn about if we aren't familiar with it. But how does perseverance lead us to hope? How does it keep us in hope? I believe that just the word perseverance, the meaning of that word is to persist and regardless of the situation or the outcome or never give up, just keep on going. And so I think when we persist and persevere in trials of life, we build endurance. One of the key words that James used in James chapter one is that, you know, we have to consider it a joy when we face trials of any kind, because we know that when our faith is tested, it produces endurance or perseverance. And so we need to let, then he goes on to say, let endurance or perseverance have its full effect. So you can become mature and complete, lacking in nothing. And that alone should give us hope to just rest in the promise that we don't have to lack in anything because when we persevere, God is there and present. He gives us joy through the perseverance. And I personally know this firsthand. I was a caregiver for my husband for many years as he suffered a very rare brain disease and uh, was eventually passed away. But um you know, I learned to persevere in those difficult times when he couldn't hold a job and when we didn't know where the next money was going to come from to pay the mounting bills. And or we also a couple of times we were uh, without a place to stay and we just had to pray and ask God to give us a place. And he did. He always opened a door for us. And so through that experience, I learned to, to persevere and to also persevere with joy. That's the kicker, I think. Sometimes it's easy to persevere, but persevering with joy, which brings us the hope that we so desire, is really 
sometimes difficult. And in these times with this intense virus and the, you know, stay at home orders we've had to face, and we hear a lot of people complaining about that and, uh, you know, staying in, but yet we can find joy even in those times. You know, for me, I feel like I've been able to really draw closer to the Lord through these weeks because I've been able to spend a little more time in prayer time in prayer with other people, which also brings me joy. And so um, just that focus. And then I'm reminded of the countless accounts in the Bible, like Moses, who had to persevere with the followers, God's chosen people. It wasn't easy for him, especially when they were attacking him and saying, you know, let's turn back. It would have been better if we stayed in Egypt. And Moses said, no, we're going to persevere because this is what God's called us to do. And then I think about Joshua and the perseverance he had um, and Daniel and then Nehemiah rebuilding that wall. You know, he came against many attacks and, and yet he had the strength and the presence of God around him to know that he could just tell the people, look, it may not look good on right now in the moment, but let's persevere. Let's keep going. Let's continue on. And so one of my go-to verses for my life has been Psalm 94, verse 17 to 19, and which gives me great hope whenever I have situations that I'm faced with that are difficult or challenging. And it says, if the Lord had not been my help, my soul would soon have lived in the land of silence. When I thought my foot is slipping, your steadfast love, O Lord, held me up. When the cares of my heart were many, your consolations brought joy to my soul. So again, we see that joy connected with the hope that we have and the steadfast love that God surrounds us with that just carries us in those times. And so I think it's, necessary in life to go through some of these things without the trials we would not know the extent of God's strength we wouldn't know the extent of his presence that surrounds us and so I thank God for the trials of life I thank him when I look back on my life and I see the things he's brought me through I just say thank you God for giving me the perseverance with your view ahead to know that there's hope at the end of what looks like a very long, dark tunnel. Pastor Lois, when do you know when you should persevere or you should be rebuking it and giving up and and things like that? How do you know to just go forward? That's where James comes in and says that when you lack nothing, the very next verse in that chapter says to ask for the wisdom that God gives to us freely and liberally without measuring it out, in other words. And so I really believe that if when I'm in situations, I always ask him, can you give me wisdom in this? Let me know when it's time to just say, okay, enough is enough. Or when is it time to Uh, storm the gates of hell against the attack of the enemy. And God gives us that wisdom when we ask. Yeah, that is 
Awesome, Pastor Lewis. That's great because I was thinking, sitting here listening to you share your heart, I was thinking this is exactly what folks need to hear because in the middle of the trial, like in the middle of it, you're going, am I supposed to keep hanging on and persevering? Like, am I supposed to do something or am I supposed to wait? Like, what's the practical advice? Yeah, that's exactly right. You never know what you're up against. If you're supposed to just keep going because it's God. Right. Or if it's the enemy coming against you, you don't know what's next. But I love that we pray for wisdom. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's right on the money. And and Lois, I'm thinking about this too, because you have been there. See, you have done this. You have persevered, and the Lord has remained faithful. And that's what I think as listeners are listening to this, they're going, yeah, but that's you. But me, I'm in the middle of this trial. You know, how would you speak to that, Lois? Well, you know, when I was in, the, we were in the middle of, after we had the diagnosis for my husband and knew that he was going to die because there's no cure for this. We are people of faith and obviously we're praying for healing, divine healing and intervention by God. And I share this quite a bit that one day I was driving to a meeting and I was just crying out to the Lord and saying, would you please just heal him? You know, I don't want to lose him. What will I do is all about me in other words. And so God just spoke to me and said, I will not be bringing healing in this life, but he will receive divine healing. You talk about a moment of truth. I mean, I was totally, totally broken to the point it was difficult to drive and carry on. And I was chairing a meeting that I was driving to and I was a wreck. But I remember that so vividly how God spoke to me that day, and yet he has given me hope through the entire situation. Were there days of frustration? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Were there days when I needed to be chastised? Yep. I needed often to be reminded that God's grace was sufficient for this need, for this time. I needed often to be reminded that I was in the palm of God's hand, regardless of what was going on around me, but he was my steadfast hope. Jeremiah speaks to that. And um, there's nothing that could now, I mean, looking back, I feel like, thank you, God, for carrying me on those days when I just couldn't even walk. Thank you for just sustaining me and giving me the fresh vision every single day. This is why I believe his word is so important to us. There's hope and it's living for every single day, every trial that we face, every situation that we come upon. He has the answer for us. And maybe it's not the answer we want to hear, but yet it's the answer that is for us. And we have to accept that. We have to recognize that his hand is in it, surrounding us with his love, guiding us. I think of the, the children of Israel. What did they, you know, they knew God's presence was there. And Moses even said, Lord, if you do not go with me, I can't go. And I, that's how I live my life. 
And I love that because one of the things that we try to do in every program as we teach and we share, Lois, is we try to give a practical side to it because, you know, we can be sitting there listening to it and even listening to a testimony. But like you go, well, how, how do I do this? How do I walk it out? And man, your personal testimony like that, it shows exactly like this is the realness. Like I was so broken. I cried out to the Lord. He heard my cry, just like he says in scripture. And and he gave me an answer, even though it wasn't necessarily the answer that you were asking him for. But he showed himself real to you. And even though it was hurtful, it was hurting, but yet it gave you a hope. That is the the paradox, I think, that is so amazing in relationship with God, is it says, I don't understand this, but somehow you shared this piece of news with me, and somehow I'm encouraged with it and, and, and gives me hope to hold on to. And I think that's just so powerful. Pastor Lois, I really appreciate you joining us today. And man, I wish we could go on for hours and discuss this because I think it's so relative. It's so real in what we're all going through right now. But man, I tell you, I'm grateful for the testimony that you shared, your openness, your vulnerability. And uh, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. The joy. Yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, we will be chatting very soon again, Lois. Look forward to uh, going out and sharing the gospel with you again real soon. And uh, you have been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at ShineFMOhio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.